figure out who you are, figure out what you want, and take steps to do it. And make sure you balance your life, find a way to implement everything because you may not make it to your goals if uh, your body starts giving up on you. So know yourself, know what you want, take steps to make it happen, take steps consistently and make sure you take care of yourself along the way. Welcome to Start the Doubts. I'm your host, Jared Easley. Joining us again, oh my goodness, the host or co-host of the Creating Disney Magic podcast, Jody Mayberry. Welcome back to the show. Hi, Jared. It's always good to be here. How's the Pacific Northwest today? It is bright blue and sunny today. Don't oh, wow. start, Jody. <laughs> we, we, well, I wanted you to rub that in because our official co-host joining us from a rainy and wet Maui, Hawaii. Aloha, Kamanzi Constable. Aloha, Jared. When am I going to get some authority to decide who the one of the co-hosts is? <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like Jody didn't make the cut today, but he is on, so we'll go with it. All right. Of course, our guest is celebrity trainer Ted Rice. He hosts the Man Project podcast. And he basically helps people become the best version of themselves. He is an expert on fitness, nutrition, dating, and relationships, personal development. You can find out more about Ted at manprojectpodcast.com. And I'll give a little disclaimer here, Kamanzi and Jody. I have been talking with Ted for a while now. He's, he's actually a really good friend. And through Ted's encouragement and just kind of pushing me a little bit, I've actually lost 25 pounds since November. And part of that is the slow carb diet. But the other part is, is Ted just giving me encouragement and kind of guiding me. So, uh, Ted, welcome to the show. Yeah, great to be here. And just a quick sort of not really correction, but I focus on health, fitness and personal development. I have guests on dating and relationships. I'm not necessarily an expert on those things, but Yeah, I'm really happy to be here. And Jared, I'm looking forward to getting you on my show. Kamanzi, you've been on my show twice. Jody, I love Disney. I love Disney magic. I grew up on that. So it's a pleasure to speak with you and just looking forward to this. All right, Ted. There's a reason why we have you on the show. We're going to get into that here in a little bit. But for now, what is the best concert that you have ever been to? Uh, You know, I'd have to say there's two. Okay, I got to give you two. It's hard to pick one. Number one, I would go with the Red Hot Chili Peppers that I saw a few years ago in the Bank Atlantic Center. They were amazing. And they riffed after the show was done. The singer walked off and they just kept playing. And it was just this amazing level of musicianship and improvisation that was just totally blew me away. And uh, I'm a musician. Second one was The Wall with Roger Waters and that his production there. I think I saw in the same place, actually. It was just next level. I grew up listening to Pink Floyd, and it was just seeing it live in action with all the props and special effects was amazing. Ted, if you were to pair up the wall and the Red Hot Chili Peppers as being highlighted in a Super Bowl halftime show with one artist, who would that artist, preferably a female artist, who would that artist be? A female artist? Wow, I'd have to go with Stevie Nicks is the one that comes to mind. <laughs> yeah. All right, Stevie Nicks. That, that, come on, you probably would have picked someone else, but we won't go there. It, oh, yeah. don't. Not again, <laughs> Well, as you know, they say that haters going to hate, 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 hate. <laughs> Players going to play, 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 play. You just got to shake it off. You know what I'm saying? Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> so you're, you're on to us. All right. <laughs> Good answer, Ted. Ted, this is just a theme. We can't get through an episode without Kamanzi bringing up Taylor Swift. It's- oh, you just brought up the names. 
Yeah, well, I was listening to her music before I hopped on for some inspiration. So, Wait, as you should, Ted. Yeah. Ted, did you just listen to the episode that Jared and I did the solo show we just put out about the um, asking your mom? We didn't talk about it on there, did we? I don't think we did, Jared. That is a big yes, but we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You did, and uh, uh, man, it was. But that was a great episode, by the way. Great episode. The way we reach out and connect with people and start to build those relationships is so important. Just a little plug. No, well said. <laughs> well, let's jump right into the content. How do you define yourself today? How do I define myself today? I would say I'm a person who's passionate about inspiring people to live the life that they want to live. That's how I would sum up what I do and what my passion and purpose is. And so, Ted, we know who you are, but maybe some of the listeners don't. Could you just share the personal story of how Ted became the hunk that he is today? <laughs> Thanks. And uh, yeah, well, I mean, I know what you're getting at. I mean, for people who haven't heard my story, I've had a lot of tragedy in my life. Starting when I was very young, I lost my mom when I was at 14 years old. There was some issues regarding her mental health. She was abusive to me when I was very young. I ended up doing really poorly in high school. I was a rebel, sex, drugs, rock and roll, bad grades, barely made it through. And finally, I was getting my stuff together, my life together in college. And my brother, my nine-year-old brother was kidnapped and murdered. It became national news. It... uh my parents went on to meet with two different presidents and to help put pass laws to protect children from sexual predators. That was all, you know, it, it sent me down a dark road where it was extremely difficult to pull out of. I felt like my life was over. I felt like there was no chance of happiness ever happening in my life again. Even though I was young, that's how I felt. I was depressed. I stopped eating. It was just a really miserable time in my life. And even, well, I got into to, uh, personal training and to fitness and a lot of good things happened after that. And that was when I was 22. So I wasn't lost too long because my brother was kidnapped when I was 19. But when I got into fitness, when I was 22, there were lots of ups and downs. And I finally started hitting my stride probably a few years back. And I still ended up having to go through more tragedy. My sister committed suicide two years ago, a little bit more than two years ago. And my stepmom, who was uh, my brother, I call him my brother because she was with us since we were six. So she passed away a couple years before that. I mean, all my family's dead except for my dad. But so it's a pretty crazy story full of a, a lot of loss, a lot of tragedy, a lot of <laughs> crazy stuff. I mean, it's just people don't believe my story, even though you could go to any website and I'm any, you could go to any search engine rather and look up my name, look up my family's name and read all about it. There is even a FBI show done on the case with my brother that my dad was interviewed for. So that's where I started from. Ted, there's people that are listening right now. They can't necessarily relate with 
some of the things you're talking about, they can relate with dealing with difficult situations and in some cases, family tragedies, and maybe not as, as brutal as some of the stuff you've had to experience. And it's amazing to see where you are now versus you know what you've come through. And we're going to talk about that more. But let's talk about the main personal development tool that helped you overcome family tragedy. What was that? You know, this is reverse engineered when I talk about it now, right? Because I didn't say at that age and after going through all those things, I wasn't like, whoa, you know, let me embark in this personal development slash fitness and health routine to really pull me through this. So what I'm telling you now is based on looking back at some of the things I did, some of the things that really worked for me. And the first thing I'd have to say, and I think what people really need to hear from me is you have to take responsibility for your life. Meaning, no matter what has happened to you, you know, some women have been raped. People have gone through worse things than me. You look at the headlines in the news and, and you've, you see all this stuff happening. And at the end of the day, or let me just say this too, for those of you who don't relate to those more, let's say intense things, more dramatic, traumatic things, maybe it was, you know, maybe you have to had to deal with a losing a parent or a parent getting sick or all types of things, even a bad divorce or a breakup or a business deal gone very bad and you had to declare bankruptcy or maybe you weren't sure what was going to happen with it. I mean, whatever it is that you struggled with or are struggling with, the number one thing is to take responsibility for your life. And what that means is you cannot control external circumstances. You can't control what happened to your loved ones or what people do or even the market or the economy. But what you can control is what you choose to do, the actions that you take. And those are the things that are going to lead you to a happier life, to a more successful life, however you define success. It starts with taking responsibility. Well, Ted, your story has had some low points that, as Jared mentioned, most people can't imagine, but you've also had some high points. How did you end up training Ricky Martin, Robert Downey Jr., Richard Branson, and all those millionaires from Miami Beach? Yeah, that's a great question. And, you know, Ricky Martin and Robert Downey Jr., those I kind of stumbled on, but I will give you this lesson. And Sir Richard Branson, I ended up training a bit later, and it was from developing relationships, kind of what you and Kamanzi talked about, Jared, on your podcast. You have to be a stand-up person. You have to be a trustworthy person. You have to be a person who has confidence in what they do, who has skill in what they do, who is looking for win relationships. Because I'll tell you, people who are successful, they've got people coming after them at all angles, trying to piggyback on their success, trying to get something from them, trying to overcharge them for things. So if you want to connect with high-level people, you have to have those values where you know you really bring something to the table. And part of it is not being starstruck. I'm not starstruck by anyone. Now, I respect people for their success. I do get a little nervous when I trained Richard Branson for the first time. Man, I was nervous going in there. I, I did some breathing exercises and some other things because I wanted to show up and do a good job for him. I didn't want it to be about me and my nervousness. And how I met Richard was... I had trained his wife's niece for probably a year, maybe a little bit longer before that. So I established 
these relationships. I planted these seeds. I established my reputation as a person who was confident, who was skillful, who was a person with values, a trustworthy person, a person who wasn't going to meet with him and try to sneak in something like, hey, let me take, here's where Richard Branson lives, you know, try to sell that story or something like that. You know what I mean? So that's how you create win win relationships with high level people, regardless if they're a celebrity or not. Well, now you get to add Jared easily to that list of high-level people. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I don't have an answer for that. Well, Jared's doing great, and I appreciate the shout-out. And I also appreciate you share exactly what's working for you because you said that, yeah, you're doing this slow-carb diet, and you mentioned what reiterated what we talked about, that the best diet you can ever be on is one that you'll actually do and stick with, Right. And also what we've been doing and what I've been doing with you. And there's a great takeaway for anyone listening who's struggling with how to get fitness going in their life. And that is to do the thing that you're definitely going to do, that you're a nine or a 10 on a scale of one to 10, that you're confident that you can make it happen. And that's how we work together and to find something that works for Jared. And that's what I do with all my clients. Fitness is a huge part of our lives and more specifically movement. I don't even like to call it exercise, although it's a good name, but movement is a fundamental need of the human body to geek out just for a second. It promotes an optimal hormonal and neurochemical environment in your body. And that simply means that you're going to feel good and you're going to perform well whether that's in a physical task or even in entrepreneurship, it needs to be something that you do. However, you don't need to do any particular thing unless you have a specific result that you're after. Like Kamanzi, you run races. You have to train to do that. You can't just jump in and expect to do it without getting an injury. So yeah, and even bring it back to the personal development things that the tools that help me get past my tragedy, exercise was a huge part of it. So many of us are detached from our physical bodies. We live in this world where it's all economics. Oh, business, I got to make money and I've got to build my business or I've got to work hard in my job. I got to get a promotion. I got to get this work done. I got to stay up late. And that's fine. But if you don't take care of this vessel, if you don't take care of your body, you're going to Something bad is going to happen to you is what it's going to come down to. Either you're going to get overweight, you may have a problem with your heart, you may develop diabetes. And even if none of that happens, I guarantee you, you will not perform at the highest level because most of your listeners, I assume, are entrepreneurs, want to be entrepreneurs. You need to have this down if you want to perform at the highest level to maximize the investment of energy in your business. Ted, you bring up a really good point. Kamanzi, you just wrote an article talking about how being healthier has actually helped your business. Oh, yeah, absolutely. The article was entitled, uh, Losing Weight Doubled My Business and Changed My Life. And I really hit on it not because of the attractiveness factor, and I think Ted will say the same thing, but it's just because of how you're perceived. I would go up there and I would speak on stage about personal development topics while I was overweight. So there was kind of a disconnect in the audience mind. And a few people were gracious enough or jerkish enough, I don't, depending on how you look at it, 
to make that public on Twitter. And it hurt, but it was a wake up call for me that if I'm going to be in this space doing what I do, I got to be practicing what I preach. And just practically what Ted is saying, you have more energy. So if I'm going to write a lot or I'm going to go speak somewhere, even traveling on the airplanes, just practically those airplane seats aren't very big anymore. They've made them a lot smaller. So your, your weight just has an effect on all of that. Yeah. And at, let me just follow up there for a second, because I, I'm with you 100%. Come on, see, some of us are at a genetic disadvantage to achieve what maybe the media says or society says is the standard of beauty. Definitely women are really affected by it. Us guys, I mean, to a lesser extent, but you don't have to look any certain way. You don't, if you're a guy, you don't have to look like the cover of Men's Health magazine. I certainly do not at my age and what I do now. I mean, I'm 38. It's not really a function of age. But what I mean is I'm more concentrated on other areas of my life. And if you're a woman, you don't need to look like the cover of Shape magazine. What you do need to do is to exercise and you need to do it consistently and make it a part of what you do. You need to look like you care about yourself and respect yourself. And that is the most important thing. Hey, Ted, I want to segue this into nutrition for a little bit. Like most people who listen to this show, they don't have time to go take glass jars to the natural spring to get their water or grow this elaborate garden in their backyard. But <laughs> I know you've got some tips. What are some, let's say, top three nutrition principles that we should implement in our daily routine to have a healthier lifestyle? Well, I would say the three top ones, I would say number one, make sure you are drinking plenty of water. Water, our bodies are mostly water. It needs to be part of our daily routine. In fact, I recommend starting with several glasses of water per day. And if you're a person who needs coffee to wake up, try drinking a couple of glasses of water first. And it doesn't need to be from the spring in a glass container. It just <laughs> needs to be good quality water. I mean, there's arguments about like whether tap water is healthy for you or not. Personally, I buy bottled water, uh, get the clear plastic instead of the opaque plastic because the opaque plastic can leak out into the water and, and not only change the taste, but perhaps introduce uh, plastics into your body, which are can disrupt your hormones in a negative way, especially if you're a man. It, has, it can function as something called a xenoestrogen, which we don't really need to get into, but so start a couple of start in the morning with a couple glasses of water. Have a glass of water with every meal. That's the first tip. And the second thing is whenever you eat a meal, and I don't care if you're vegan, I don't care if you're vegetarian, I don't care if you're low carb, I don't care if you're, you know, whatever. Every time you eat a meal, say, "Hmm, the number one thing you need to ask yourself with a meal is what is going to be my protein?" And there's a few different reasons for that. Number 1, if you're Let's say your goal is to lose weight. Well, if your protein intake is inadequate, you will lose muscle along with fat. And what does that do? It slows down your metabolism. It makes you flabbier. So that's not a good thing. So if you're on a diet where you're trying to lose weight, your protein intake needs to be adequate so that you are losing body fat instead of muscle. Because what most people want when they say they want to lose weight, they really want to look better and feel better. So you need your muscle if you want to look better. So 
the second reason for protein is that digestion is an energy intensive process. Your body is a factory. And let's say, you know, you're like breaking down carbohydrates is less expensive, calorically speaking, than breaking down protein. It takes more energy to break down protein. So that's another reason why protein should be the focus of your meal. And the third thing I would say is make sure you get plenty of vegetables, especially green leafy vegetables, kale, spinach, things like that, because we have a deficiency of magnesium. Most people, I think like 50% of people are magnesium deficient in the United States. And green leafy vegetables have not only a ton of vitamins in them, but they also have magnesium. Magnesium is important for blood sugar regulation. So if you're a pre-diabetic or diabetic, that's going to be important. Magnesium is also important for clearing catecholamines, which are stress chemicals out of your body. So that's important. There's even some research showing that magnesium can affect your testosterone levels if you're a male. So you need to make sure you get the right things in your diet. So many people are focused on getting like, oh, well, I don't eat hamburgers and potato chips and Cheetos. And, you know, that's fine. That's great. Okay. That's level one. You don't eat junk food. Great. And I'll get to that in a second because I don't think restricting yourself all the time is such a good idea. But to bring it back to what I was saying, you need to make sure you're getting in the right things. It's not just a matter of excluding the junk. It's making sure you get the right nutrients. And you do that by eating a lot of vegetables and some fruits too would be okay. But really, vegetables are bang for your buck because they're low in calories and high in vitamins and minerals and fiber. And just I'm going to throw in a bonus, right? So here's a fourth thing. Make sure you live a little, you know, we're all going to die. If you want to have some Said, some Sour Patch kids the other day, it's okay. Just make sure you're mostly focused on those healthier foods, right? I already gave you three great tips. Make sure every once in a while you have something that satisfies you, an ice cream bar, some Sour Patch Kids, whatever it is, because if you're a person who's like, no, no, I can't do that. I got to restrict myself. I can't eat that. It's bad for me. I got to restrict myself. Then you're going to break eventually because willpower is only so strong and it's a finite resource and you're going to binge. So if that resonates with you, then make sure you you have a little taste of dessert. It really is moderation when it comes to the bad stuff. So those would be my four tips there. Ted, you have me feeling a little guilty about that spoonful of Nutella I had before this interview. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just told you not to worry about it, right? I mean, don't feel guilty. Guilt is a useless emotion. It's just say, oh, well, you know, like, like I, I have clients, they fall off the wagon with eating or exercise. Stop with the indulgence, the guilt indulgence. It doesn't mean anything. Just say, all right, well, I haven't worked out for a week. Well, all that means is you need to work out today. Stop the drama. Just get back on the wagon. It's cool. It's okay. Ted, you said that to me. I, I went through that and I was hitting the wall with not being consistent with the workouts. And one of the things you said to me is, hey, just take this number, this minimum number. And then if you don't do anything else on the day where you just feel like you can't do it, hit that minimum number. And that's really kind of given me that permission to say, okay, I'm going to keep forward, moving forward with this. And if I do have a, 
a day where I just don't feel like it. I know I can hit that minimum number, if nothing else. And that really freed me up. I think that might be encouraging to somebody else. Yeah. And you know what? The fitness industry is failing. All you see is these ripped guys and girls doing these hardcore workouts. Do you even lift bro hashtags and all that (laughs) stuff? 90% of people are not getting in shape and they're not inspired by that because it's like, bro, you got to man up and you got to eat paleo and you got you got to lift weights and stop pussing out. And, you know, I think there's a certain amount of truth to that. We all need to get going and take care of ourselves. We need to grow up. We need to do that. But it's a long process. Let me tell you another thing real quick. A lot of people in fitness, by the way, I have a fitness business podcast, right? And, uh, a lot of people in fitness, they're in shape, but they're really messed up in other ways. Okay. Really messed up. (laughs) They have eating disorders. They take steroids. They take other drugs and their lives are a mess and their businesses are a mess. And you know what? I'm speaking from personal experience because I'm one of those guys who spent way more time in the gym instead of focusing on the other things in my life. And insecurity drove that for, was a big part of that, right? Oh, I got to look beautiful. I got to look good. I got to look like a cover model. And that's not true, right? Especially if you're sacrificing the relationships in your life or the business, your job or what you're trying to achieve career-wise or entrepreneurial pursuits that you have, you need to find balance. And I work out at home now. I work out three times a week. And, you know, and I told you kind of a little synopsis of the way I eat. I don't follow diets and I get good results. Nobody's going to hire me to be on the cover of a magazine, but I don't even care about that anyway. I'm not a model. I'm a person who likes to help change. By the way, I like to get my clients who don't identify as being fitness people and to get them to start becoming fitness people by slowly implementing habits. And that's, I'm bringing it back to around to what you said, Jared. It's about slowly implementing habits like the slight edge by Jeff Olson. If you can just start a small habit and keep it up, you can start to build on that. And that goes with anything. But fitness, it's really important if you're a fitness adverse person, an exercise adverse person where you're like, no, nah, I don't want to do that. I hate doing that. Just start with whatever you can. Start with taking walks. Start with some body weight squats and push-ups. That's what I have you doing, Jared, along with some curls. And do a minimum amount and do it consistently. And eventually, when that becomes a habit, you can start to build on that more once you decide where you really want to take it. Well, Ted, as we wrap up here, who's doing something that interests you? Who's doing something that interests me? Several people. I mean, Richard Branson. He's a guy who is a billionaire. And instead of, I don't know, going around being a playboy, he's trying to make a difference in the world. And he's changing the way business is done. And if you've read his story, he's had a lot of ups and downs. He's bobbed and weaved with the changes in the economy. He went from having these stores, these virgin music stores, which are no longer relevant at all, right? We're all on iTunes and downloading stuff and MP3s and records barely exist and CDs barely exist anymore. And he changed it into what he's doing now with Virgin Hotels and the Virgin Airlines. And now he wants to send people in outer space. I mean, I love visionary big thinkers like that. That is someone who, uh, that's just one person who inspires me. 
Ted, when you were talking earlier about some of the tragedy and then overcoming that, I was thinking, man, this would be a killer book. So do you have plans to write a book? I do. I just want it to be done in the right way, not to just, hey, I could get a book out there and sell it. It's like, I know. I want it to honor my story. I want it to make a difference in people's lives. I want them to read it and be inspired and take more responsibility in their life and to, you know, just know that they can get past anything. They can achieve whatever they want. So that's not just something that you throw together overnight. Sure. So, Ted, we've mentioned a couple of uh, things. So we know you do the Man Project podcast. You also mentioned your business podcast that's uh, for the fitness industry. What are the best places for the listeners to stay connected with you online? Yeah, manprojectpodcast.com. I'm not sure if you have any fitness professionals listening, but you can check us out at fitproradio.com if you're a fitness professional. But Man Project Podcast is uh, the best place. Thanks uh, so much for everything that you shared, Ted, today. It was, I mean, I was taking notes. I'm sure Jody wasn't because that's just Jody, but um, do you have any (laughs) final thoughts for the listeners? Yeah. Figure out who you are, figure out what you want and take steps to do it and make sure you balance your life. I believe you have to surge in areas of your life that you want to excel in, like really working hard on my business and other things have to take a back seat. That's cool but I still work out. I still take care of myself. Find a way to implement everything because you may not make it to your goals if uh, your body starts giving up on you. So know yourself, know what you want, take steps to make it happen, take steps consistently and make sure you take care of yourself along the way. No, I love it, Ted. And I think Jody was over there setting up the hashtag, do you even eat Nutella, bro? (laughs) So (laughs) not a bad thing. So Ted, we appreciate your time and best wishes to you and everything that's going on with the Man Project podcast. Thanks, guys. It was my pleasure. You have to be a stand-up person. You have to be a trustworthy person. You have to be a person who has confidence in what they do, who has skill in what they do, who is looking for win relationships. Because I'll tell you, people who are successful, they've got people coming after them at all angles, trying to piggyback on their success, trying to get something from them, trying to overcharge them for things. So if you want to connect with high-level people, you have to have those values where you know you really bring something to the table. So that's how you create win-win relationships with high-level people, regardless if they're a celebrity or not. 